At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, everybody. We're back. It's... <laughs> so let's just start that again. <laughs> I'm just going. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. All right. Well, we all here, you know. It's all three of us. We back. uh, uh, What is it? Um, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Back together. Back with another episode. I wanted to. (laughs) It's for you. I wanted to say like a quartet, but there's only a trio. Wow. Anyway, we're back. Um, it's a trio. You got Jordan here. Uh, you got Dice and Megan. As you can see, we took a nice little break. And in true fashion, I have just forgotten my whole job over this break. Right? I had one job and I have completely forgotten it. But we're very excited to be back with you all today. And uh, before we get started with today's episode, Dice, why don't you go ahead and give us this NYABG shout out? All right. So this shout out is a little late, but it's still relevant. So earlier this month, I believe it was on July 11th, and I apologize if I mispronounced her name, but Zelia Avant-Garde, she made spelling be history. She's only 14 years old. She's a black girl from Harvey, Louisiana, and she won the spelling bee for the word, again, my, my, this girl's smarter than me. I might have it wrong. It, I don't know if it's Mariah, Maria. I'm not going to try to guess, but that's what the word is. And she became the first black American to win the Scripps National Spelling Bee in almost 100 years of contests. So congratulations to her. She's doing big things. Yes, shout out to that young queen. Um, I actually saw her with the Louisiana State, uh, some representative. She was at the legislature, what's today, uh, Wednesday? I think she was there like Monday or last week. So I see that she's making her rounds and that Louisiana is showing her some love and it's well earned, well deserved. So shout out to you, young lady, because if they had told me Mariah, I would have given them Carrie. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, can we just acknowledge the fact that it um, came out that that spelling bee talent of hers, like, is her side hobby. This girl yeah. is like a basketball phenomenon. So, I was yeah. like, okay, the fact that you're a genius better be your side hustle. Like, I'm right. here for it. Right, a whole basketball prodigy. I'm like, what? I didn't even know they still made those. <laughs> yeah, there's a quote where she's like, I don't know what question she was asked, but the answer was essentially, 
Um, well, I'm good at everything I do. I was like, okay, queen. Okay, right. queen. I'm good Stutting at everything on these holes, boy. Right? You gotta teach them early. That's what my kids when we walk around here saying, I'm good at everything I do. It's the confidence for me. I know. But she she deserves it. I mean, shoot. She does. All right, guys. So we have a really cool episode lined up for you all today. Um, I know you're just wondering, what are the NYABGs going to talk about? We've been starving for some of their conversation. It's been like, how long? I don't even know. So we're coming back at y'all. We're ready to, to feed the mind, feed the soul. And today we're going to talk about Black Sense. I know, right? kind of sounds weird. We're talking about Black Sense. So, I mean, what is a Black Sense? Let's go ahead and discuss that, ladies. Like, when we say Black Sense, what are we talking about? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, I'd be, so <laughs> be so over Megan's responses. <laughs> I'll go. I mean, like, I think a black scent is just whenever you have somebody who's not a part of the black community and for whatever reason, they now speak with the accent of someone who is a part of the black community. Um, and, and we can break that down further as we discuss, because I, I feel like some other questions stemming from that is, you know, well, what is the accent of someone in the black community? You know, like, so obviously that's something that we'll have to break down. But essentially, I think that's what a black scent is, is when someone who's not a part of the black community. And I say those words because I chose them wisely, speaks with the accent of someone who then or I guess who is a part of said black community. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. I think that um, I would just add that I know the popular terminology for that now is AAVE or African-American Vernacular English. So I would add that <laughs> y'all making over here looking at me sideways over there like I'm snooty or something. I was just letting y'all know that got that's your pinky pop- up for that for you that's the popular that's the popular term now for it so yeah it's just another way of saying like it's uh an african-american way of speaking when um you have a black scent but a non-african-american person is is using it i'm going to be 100 percent honest with y'all and everyone who hears this episode today is july 28th and that was the second time for the first time they've ever heard that phrase. I literally came across it on TikTok about two hours ago. Um, a girl was doing book recommendations and talking about some authors saying that she loves the author because she uses African-American vernacular um, English in her books. And I was like, what the hell is that? Um, I just was looking in the comments and then here comes Dice using it again. So I'm like, dang, I'm on the outs because... I'm clearly the only one who had never heard of it before, but y'all done put me on to something new. So, like, Dice, how do you come across these, um, what's the word, I guess, the? I don't want to say political terms, but I guess these more correct and educational terms. Do you just, like, research this stuff or kind of like what Megan was saying, do you come across it in your social media? I just come across it in social media 90% of the time. Um, black sense I hadn't thought about until TikTok and same with AAVE. Not until TikTok. And even when I heard it on TikTok, I was like, Black Scent was kind of obvious. That wasn't hard to figure out. AAV, I had to like stop and think about it. Like I was like, AAV. And then once I broke it down <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh, y'all smart. <laughs> so, yes, that's how. Child threw me for a loop. First time yeah. I heard it, I was like, huh? What is that? Like, I thought I was oh, pretty shit. up to date. Y'all better give us a term. That's what I'm talking about. Listen. 
I don't, like, we have a lot of examples, you know, we could all come up with, like, 30, but I'll say what's weird to me is, like, you ever notice how, obviously, Black people in different parts of the country, we all talk different, we all sound different, right? But one thing I noticed about a lot of people, I guess, who try to put on their Black scent is they all sound the same. Y'all ever notice that? But all of us don't sound the same. So my I thing is, I saw that before on TikTok. I think I saw a girl say that same thing. Really? Yeah, so send mm-hmm. that to me if you if you ever come across it. But I've always thought that like it's so interesting because you say you're not imitating, you know, black people or black culture. Yet, why do all of y'all sound that way? That's so weird to me. I'll never be able to figure that out. Um, if anything, in my opinion, that just kind of proves like no, you are trying to speak like what you think a black person talks like because all of y'all do that same one voice with that same accent but yet I'm having the hardest time finding a group of black people from different places that all talk the same it's it's quite fascinating I must say okay so I got an example of two white folks who don't do the traditional black accent okay that one white girl in New Orleans on TikTok y'all know the one I'm talking about yeah. the one that okay and Chet Hanks, y'all, y'all knew I was gonna throw Chet Hanks out there because he loved coming with with the Jamaican accent. And everybody in America, all the black people over here, don't sound like that. So yeah. maybe it's not all of them. Maybe it's just you know the communities that they're influenced the most by are the ones that you know are immediately surrounding them. Okay, hey, white girl so on TikTok that, is cap, but you go ahead. That in in and of itself is interesting because I heard. Uh, a counter argument for that on TikTok where this girl was like, they always say, oh, well, I was raised around black people. So that's why I sound like this. And so this black girl was talking about it and she was like, I'm black. I was raised around black people and I don't sound like that. (laughs) So where are you getting it from? You know? So it's like, I'm not going to say that obviously like we established earlier, we all are different um, and come from different areas and tend to have different vernacular or whatever. Um, So it's not impossible, but like Megan said earlier, it's always the same, like 90% of the time. So where are y'all pulling from? Like what pool? Well, and who are you imitating? Because we don't sound like that. I guess that's how we sound to them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's how they how they think we're supposed to sound like when you try to emulate something and say you want to emulate like black people in the rap culture, right? Or in you know pop culture, whatever it is that you see on TV and social media a lot. Maybe that's what they're going after. It's not necessarily like the everyday black person that could be like a doctor or engineer or you know a school psychologist or anything like that. Like they're going after maybe what they see on TV. Maybe that's it. What's funny about that, and this just occurred to me too, is it's like you will have specifically white people who will argue and even have black people call each other out on this, that if you are like an educated quote unquote person, um, that you are talking white or white people will say, oh, you're trying to sound like me. Yeah, I I was going to say that. So I'm glad you did, Dice. So I just, it's interesting. This is another little, little sprinkle of information in there. something to think about, but it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It doesn't add up. But you saying that made me think of a TikTok I saw before we got on here. Um, 
of a black guy. He was giving an example. He was like, boy, black people, we sure know how to switch up, don't we? And like he was on the phone, you know, talking to his homeboy, all relaxed and stuff. And then he's like in the Chick-fil-A line. He's like, yes, can I get the chicken sandwich biscuit, please? Um, With the hash browns. And can I have the orange juice as well? Yes, thank you. Then he goes back and he's like, yeah, but shit, you know, I'm just kicking it over here. <laughs> Like, it was so funny because I was like, that's spot on. Like, we do know how to switch it up. And it's funny, but then, like, if you want to get deep, it's also sad because it's almost like we know that the world, I guess, cannot handle us, like, at our most relaxed state. It's like we have to show, I mean, people judge you by what comes out of your mouth, right? So it's like we have to show, like, no, I'm intelligent as well. It's just unfortunately that if they hear us, I guess, speak when we're most relaxed or most comfortable, they automatically assume that we don't know anything. We're not intelligent. Um, you know, we haven't been groomed well. We don't know how to act, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought that was really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. And I was just going to, I guess it's not really a question, but I would like to hear y'all's thoughts on it. I think it's interesting how we had to develop code switching almost as like a survival mechanism. Yet white people like will willingly assume a black accent and it's for like what X reason, right? Um, like what is the what is the reason? Like in the words of Cardi B, what is the reason? And and I've never really just heard like a, a legitimate response to it besides, you know, what Dice said earlier and it it's it's just who I grew up around. But it's like you aren't assuming any of our other struggles, you know what I'm saying? You aren't assuming any of our other hardships or trying to be an ally with your white skin. You just walking around in the hood or wherever you are and speaking with a black accent and you got long nails and you think it's popping. Like that's that's about it. I also think that with social media and, and I, I also fault our people for this. I don't know why, but black people will go running to support a white person that quote unquote acts black. Facts. Um, there are so many examples. I don't even have to name them because everybody should be able to come up with one on top of their head. And you see new ones every day. So it's fascinating to me that there's still this like part in our culture that wants to be accepted so badly by them that we would consider it a good thing for them to mock us and imitate us and make money off of acting the way we act while we as a culture still remain at the bottom of the totem pole. So just another, you know, yeah, I mean, things for you guys. I agree with you. I feel like we, we see it all the time. Like you said, in social media, I mean, some people might think it's cool, but quite frankly, it really pisses me off when I see y'all like all somebody got to do is throw up a video of some white guy knowing all the words to a player's anthem at his wedding and y'all are in the comments oh he invited to the cookout oh let's trade him for you know whatever black person we're mad at that week and i'm like that's all it takes for y'all is some for somebody to know our music for y'all to be like oh they cool like that man might be the leader of the KKK in his hometown, and you wouldn't know, but you're just blindly accepting him because he knew the words to a rap song. I too know my fair share of Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I mean, the list goes on, but I don't think it's going to be no bunch of white people like, oh yes, she's invited to the luncheon. Like, <laughs> what? Y'all kill me with that. Oh, Girl, I'm bust off my head there, Delilah, okay? Please. 
And it's like, I have a very wide range of interests, but <laughs> that doesn't just automatically get me in the door with people. Like, as the both of y'all know, you have to work at it to be accepted by both and to get what you want. So I don't understand. Like, I just feel like have Black people not yet grasped the concept that the very thing that white people are praised for is the very thing that we are put down for, like, being authentically black like we are put down for that we are discriminated against for that we are judged we are viewed as less than like all of those things but white people are uplifted for it and sadly black people are some of the main ones uplifting them for it i just don't i don't know oh child (sighs) we got a long way to go say that again (laughs) (laughs) i'm so serious jordan what you think Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything y'all are saying. Um, I think ultimately what I kind of pulled from it is that maybe white people do the black sense to be accepted by us. And I I don't want to keep throwing out white people because I feel like it's anybody who's not black, right? Um, I feel like there have been examples of other, like Ali G in the house, such a random example. I don't know if y'all ever seen that movie, but it's about the... uh, the British dude who was like, I think he was like, I don't know, Indian or like Arabic or anyway. So, yeah, um, but like he, he had a whole rap persona. He had the whole, you know, hip hop G mentality um, and accent. So it, it, it can be anybody who's not black who Very does it. True. Yeah. Um, I think another thing I kind of want to toss out there, though, is when you have like mixed people and like light-skinned black people who do it um and i i think that's very interesting but anytime i see somebody who's like at face value maybe they could pass and i see them like putting on with the most black you know accent show and neck rolling and you know finger snapping i'm like oh like this person is overcompensating like they're, they're, they're trying to compensate for their lack of pigmentation right um, and so I would like to know what y'all's thoughts are on that because i i personally have experienced someone who was white passing i knew she was black though so sis ain't have to prove nothing to me but you could tell that she was used to like having to address and validate her blackness in the groups that she grew up around and when sis will open her mouth i'll be like girl just don't like you ain't helping nobody out right now well i'm gonna just start with this um I I used to be considered a light skinned person at one point. I I don't know if I still am anymore because the the measure of <laughs> yeah, light skin, you are. <laughs> the measure keeps changing. I I don't know if y'all if y'all have noticed that like the measure of light skin is changing. So it's like um, I've seen it on social media. I've even seen people argue about this about what qualifies as a red bone. And so for those of you who don't know, because I assume most of our listeners are black, but in case you're not, um, red bone by the definition I know growing up was a light-skinned black girl, okay? I had some people argue and say, no, a red bone, you have to be like Lisa Bonet. I'm like, Lisa Bonet is a biracial woman. What? She's not a red bone. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no shade to her at all. But I'm like, that she's not in the category of a red bone. I, I, y'all have seen this. But anyways, I'm not going to go on a tangent. But the point is, <laughs> I don't know anymore, but I'm just going to assume just for the sake of this podcast, we can say that I'm still light-skinned. I, I might be brown tomorrow. I don't know. Man, um, you're light-skinned. <laughs> okay. Depend on who you ask. Um, but I will say I, I'm obviously not white passing. So I think we can all agree with that. Um, I don't think I look anything like a white girl. 
Um, but nevertheless, I don't know, Jordan, like she had a little doubt, but I'm just going to let that slide. Um, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nevertheless, um, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I never thought about it that way. Um, but I do think it happens. And I have come across, like, I knew this one girl, I used to work with her. And I thought when I first saw her, I thought she was Spanish. It wasn't until she came out her mouth and said that she was black that I was like, oh, and like she was black, black, like she was always talking about how she was black. And she was like, yeah, I'm tired of working here and being the only black girl in the room. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, and I'm just like thinking to myself, like, really, though? And I felt bad because I'm like, OK, well, this is who this girl is. And I think she was technically biracial, but she identified as black because I believe her mom was black and her dad was white. But she looked legit Spanish, in my opinion. But the point is, like, I think for those people who are kind of in that gray area, if they decide that they want to be one or the other, they have to kind of like fight to prove it. Kind of like what you were saying, like there's a lot of overcompensation, but I think it's more likely that they're going to try to overcompensate for being black because even with them looking the way they look nine times out of 10, the majority of them cannot pass for white all the way. So they're kind of forced to go to the black side. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. I think I was just going to just, just mention from my previous comment is that when I say, that when this girl opened her mouth, it was just like blackity black, black. It wasn't like, oh, let me talk about black issues. Let me advocate about something black. Let me talk about how, woo, as a black woman today, da, 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 da. it wasn't that. It was, y'all, like, why they ain't got no ketchup up? It was like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, girl, I, I, I do not talk like that. And I can't escape my blackness. I am a dark-skinned black woman for all of our listeners. So I know it's no mistaking if I'm red bone, light-skinned, brown-skinned. Now your girl is dark. And like, come on, sis, like you, you aren't helping us out. Um, and so I think, and she's not the only one. And maybe it's a Southern thing. I don't really know what it's like for the North and in the East and out West and stuff. So maybe it's different. Um, and, and, and maybe it is a regional thing because the more I think about it, you know, like in, in the East or whatever, like in New Jersey, New York, how you have so many cultures up there that New York has its own accent that I don't necessarily think is... Um, directly reflective of the black community in New York. I think the New York accent is like inner city versus like maybe outer city or like you know, the upper east side, things like that. Yeah. So maybe what we are discussing is more of a regional uh, or geographic type of situation. Um, but man, go ahead, Meg. Yeah, I, I think you're on to something with that because when I think of people who are from like Jersey and New York and stuff, like all I hear is up north. Like <laughs> it don't. It sometimes it honestly doesn't even matter um what their race is. Like all I hear is that up north accent. You know the abruptness, kind of the the straight to the point. Like they all kind of just have that same tone, um, a little bit in their voice. At least the ones who have been there long enough, you know, to kind of get with the accent um but I, I kind of see what you're saying I don't know man y'all y'all know I didn't say many times on here I'm from Savannah so I mean to some extent everybody's a little bit hood some people a lot of bit hood I mean it just depends on what part um I don't know <laughs> like I feel like I didn't see everybody kind of you know I guess speak the stereotypical um black way or whatever but I think I have seen some examples um to where in the media or maybe like in a movie or tv or something it has been um a bit more romanticized for 
the lighter skin actor to try to like put that on i've seen a couple of examples of that i don't know i don't like it though i'm gonna tell you that (laughs) (laughs) i don't like it i want the blackness to be reserved for the black people period so So i was gonna ask y'all this um y'all mentioned it earlier you kind of hinted at it when you said how Black people just accept anybody who knows, you know, the lyrics and to knuck if you buck or something, or, you know, that one non-black person who crosses that BGLO. So I guess my question is, do you wish that we had like a stronger standard for those that we're giving like these allyship and passes to the cookout to? Do you wish that we would kind of like cancel some of these white people who think that it, or oh, my bad, non-black people who think that it's okay to come through and kind of like piggyback off of black culture and the black community? Like, like, what do you think we should do to kind of be more of a gatekeeper for this situation? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might get some heat for this, but especially, like, with the times that we're in, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I am ultimately a peace and unity kind of person, but I do think that while we're in this time of, like, where people are taking us for granted or imitating us without giving us credit i do think that as black people we need to get a little bit more stingy um with our culture especially like black american culture because what i've observed is that when given the opportunity to pick something up in place of that black american culture people do it every time and so we need to stop welcoming in all of these people who when they're presented with something shinier they'll leave us in the dust and then we're left to replenish and replace what we've now lost um I don't know I just feel like we don't make anyone like work for work for sharing that pride essentially you know what I'm talking about like just anybody and everybody can take a piece of it and um I think it's just time for us to get you know a little bit more reserved yeah, I agree for the most part. The only thing I'll say is I don't, t- obviously I don't think y'all do either, but I don't take the cookout invitation seriously. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of laugh at it, but nevertheless, I mean, I kind of get that it's like a social media thing, but on a deeper level, um, as far as just in general, I do agree that we need to be a little bit more careful about it. Um, and we need to look at the root of it, like I said earlier, because I believe the root is about wanting, still wanting acceptance um, from these other races, primarily the dominating race right now, which is the white race. Can't say anything that, you know, it's not true. That's true. Um, I also want to say the problem with this, and this is another another TikTok gem, you know, if I'm on TikTok and you get on there, I'll be learning, okay? Um, the problem with this and living in this gray area is, you have people like there was a girl on TikTok and I believe she was like Middle Eastern or something. And she was trying to argue down about how, you know, they can say this and they can use, you know, AAVE um, because technically, you know, it's no longer um, African-American vernacular. It's slang and everybody is using slang now. Um, and so this guy on TikTok, a black guy, you know, of course he came for her throat (laughs) and he was just like, ma'am, no. He was like, first of all, what you're trying to do is erase a culture. And I'm not okay with erasure of my culture and my people. And I'm like, so that's where the problem comes in. So everything's all fun and games until like 50 years from now when we don't know who did what or what Mm -hmm. came from where. Mm-hmm. So that's thoughts. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We got to get strict because all this infiltration, <laughs> it is it is a mission 
to put us to the back, right? And like Dice just said, in 50 years, it will be that someone else started X, Y, and Z, not us. And people, you know, I I feel like people treat um, Black American, I feel like they treat us like like we're crazy. Like, it's almost like gaslighting, you know what I mean? Like, they try to make it seem like, I see it in Shade Room all the time. Oh, yeah, I just think y'all came up with everything. Or, yeah, I just think, no, obviously, we didn't come up with every single thing. But some stuff is genuinely, like, the origin can trace back to someone who started off being black in america and i don't like that there are so many things little by little that seem like they are being taken away from us and like given to someone else um and, and i like I that that's Dice funny too that Meg, because if you think about it if you go through school like if you're a millennial and you went through school pretty much around the same time as us so what did you learn in school white people made everything And then when you got older, you started to learn that that wasn't true because a lot of these things that they claimed that they invented were already invented. Some were invented by black people. Some were invented by Asian people. All kinds of things already existed, but all they did was come in and take the credit and put their name on it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like, how are you going to talk about we think we did everything? It's like, no, y'all think y'all did everything. We didn't create that narrative. Y'all did. Just give credit where credit is due. I think that's all we're really trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I think um, I think the 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 missing link though, Dice, to that is that there are some who still believe that those white people did create that, right? So it's kind of like how you have a whole group of Americans who really do believe. I think we talked about this like in another episode that like Neil Armstrong actually landed on the moon. It goes back to that. Like some people, it's 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 almost like cult like, you know, like some people are going to believe with those that they agree with or those people that they like, they're going to agree with whatever they say. Because to acknowledge falsity and whatever that person is saying is to somehow acknowledge some type of fault within themselves. At least that's how they see it, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you start talking about like American history, you know? Um, so I think the issue of black sense and the difference of opinions that we have on that, it stems far beyond. A-A-V-E, you know, and and y'all think y'all came up with everything cool comments in the shade room. It it goes far beyond those things. And it really boils down into like the meat and bones of American history and what this country was, you know, founded. I don't want to say on, but founded with. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just feel like I don't know what the quote is verbatim, but whatever Harriet Tubman said about everybody not being able to go. Because some of the slaves wasn't ready. That's how I feel. Some of y'all not ready and that's fine. But just don't come over here trying to disrupt what we got going on. Because some of us are ready. Um, and I don't want nobody dragging me down on my mission. Because I'm, I'm fed up. I ain't telling no lie. I just, I'm <laughs> for real. I'm fed up. Like, I'm just tired. I feel like everybody want to reap benefits of Black American culture, nobody wants to stand up for it. Given the opportunity to claim anything, but y'all do it every time. So I'm just ready for something different. And um, yeah, you already know how I feel about them accents. I ain't even gonna, <laughs> I ain't even gonna get back on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take this moment to shift the conversation. You know, speaking of um. What was that? What was the quote you just said, Megan? I had like a perfect, like, you know, a little segue and I completely forgot it. But I think you said something about like everybody ain't ready. Anyway, speaking of those, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's let's talk about the baby and Kanye West this week. Right. So um, for our listeners, we're going to do today's episode a little bit different. 
Uh, if you haven't noticed, it's not too structured like we typically do whenever we discuss these type of topics and um, concepts. And also, too, just to kind of further the the difference of today's episode, we aren't going to do like our traditional Not Your Average News segment. We're just going to talk about a few things in pop culture. So I think the two biggest and most explosive things, at least when it comes to my timeline this week and over the past few days, I'll say, has been a combination of the baby, Kanye West, Roland Loud, Lil Nas X, like mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus community. Um, and then also too with us talking about like the black community and being a bit more strict about who we allow in. Let's talk about who we allow back in with Kanye West, you know. So like let, let's let's get into that. Um Anybody want to start out first before I just dive in? Like, I know Dice already told us that she wasn't too familiar with everything that had happened. I, so I guess maybe we should start with a recap. Huh? Dice been on like a social media cleanse must be because, girl, ain't no way you could miss <laughs> yeah, this I haven't, I haven't been on like that. I only know out of all the things Jordan just named, I think I only know about like one and a half. So I need wow. that recap. <laughs> Jordan, give her a quick recap on what's happening in these streets. All right. If I miss anything, Megan, you step in for me. So I guess I'll start with Kanye West. Let, let's start there. That's the quickest. So Kanye West came back, you know, fresh off that divorce news. Um, anyway, and so he's given us a new album. It's called Donda, named after his late mother. Uh, anybody who is a part of the black community, y'all know how we feel about Donda West, you know. Um, and he had a listening party at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome in Atlanta. Stadium. And Thank you. I couldn't remember. Look, that's how y'all know I stay in Louisiana. Um, but he had a, a listening party at the Mercedes Benz Stadium, and I think it, for the most part, I, I don't, I don't know if it sold out, but I know it was pretty packed. Like everybody was yeah. there, it pretty including much sold out. Yeah, and so um, when I say everybody was there, I mean even Kim and Chloe. So Kim came to support, and so did Chloe. Um, at the same time that that happened, I think there were a couple headliners that came out of that. One being there's a song with Jay-Z featured on it. So everybody was like, oh, you know, like he done shook Kim and now we getting the old Kanye back, right? That's been the whole like energy about this whole Donda album, especially with it being named after his mother and people having said things like he ain't been the same since his mom passed. So then um, we got the we got the him and the Jay-Z duet, right? Then he also ended up getting like, I don't want to say a key to the city, but he ended up like getting his own day in the city of Atlanta, which yeah. I saw a lot of mixed reviews about that when it came yeah. to the black community. July, a lot, a lot, a lot. July 22nd, 22nd is yeah. on Kanye West Day. Yeah. And then perhaps the most Kanye West thing of it all, Dice, is that he announced that he would be staying in the Mercedes Stadium until... He finished his album. So he actually has like a little a little cot, a little room up in there that's very like um, reminiscent of a jail cell. I have legit ever. heard enough. Yes. So, <laughs> I have legit so, heard enough. Oh my so goodness. That's the Kanye thing. Let that sizzle. Shoot, do y'all want to talk about that? And then we can do the no. recap. Okay. So let, let, let's move to the, the baby recap situation. You can let this one sizzle, then we'll go back to Kanye. So Rolling Loud what, or is this week. And so a lot of people, um, you know, like everybody was out there because we ain't had a festival in forever. So, you know, all the celebrities finna come through. The baby was on the lineup. And this is where shit just went so left. So first things first, he had Tory Lanez come out as a surprise guest. You know, there was some back and forth between him and Meg about him doing a collab with Tory Lanez because we all know Tory Lanez shot Megan. Sorry, it is that is fact, but that's my opinion too. 
Um, but we all know Tory Lane shot Megan. <laughs> and then, um, you know, people were calling the baby like her work husband. So we all know that Jonathan has had his own issues with women for the past, I don't know, however many years that he's been famous. But I think the one person that his fans thought he would be loyal to would be his work wife, Megan. And to find out that he wasn't even loyal to her, that cut a couple people deep. So he had to defend that that decision. Then he brings Tory Lanez out on stage at Rolling Loud. Well, also at Rolling Loud, he was doing these things which he calls like calls or call to action. So like, you know, when artists or DJs say like, hey, you know, if, if you got a job, raise your hand. You know, if you got a man, raise your hand, stuff like that. You know, when they be doing stuff like that, right? Well, he says, and I'm loosely translating, so don't, this is not verbatim, but he says, if you a man and you wasn't sucking D in the parking lot, raise your phone lighters up. So then he says, if you ain't got HIV or AIDS or none of them life-ending STDs, raise your phone lighters up. So when I heard, yes, when I heard these clips, I was like, what? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, what? Anyway, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get my opinion. So what came after that was obviously people were calling him out on social media. The Shade Room, you know, was posting it. And people were like, yo, the baby, what are you thinking about? So of those people who called him out, um, obviously Dua Lipa, I guess, who had just had a song that he was featured on. She stepped up and she was like, I don't condone anything he said. He lost a um, sponsorship that he had with Boohoo Man. He had a clothing line coming out with Boohoo Man. They didn't like the comments he made about the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and then he was like doubling down on Instagram, giving us all these like IG press releases, trying to explain why he said what he said, never said he was sorry. And then the one apology that he did make, the only thing he apologized for was making the statements that he made about um, HIV and AIDS, like just the insensitive remarks that he made about that. But he said, he explicitly said, I do not apologize to the LGBTQ plus community though. Like he, he made that very clear that this was an apology for HIV AIDS, those affected by that, but not to the overall LGBTQ plus community for any offensive statements that he may have made towards them. So then Sir Elton John stepped in the room and he put out a little press release. Um, I seen Demi Lovato. They put out, you know, a few statements about how they felt. A couple people have been stepping up and really just speaking out about this. Um, and so it's been quite the their kerfuffle, a word that I learned from our last um, leader of the nation. Uh, and so, yeah, so um, it's been quite the kerfuffle. And then you got my good old boy, Lil Nas X, some kind of a way his name got thrown in there. I really feel like he was probably thinking, you know, like that Nene Leaks meme, like, why is my name in this? But, you know, he had just put out the video, the music video that caused a lot of uproar. And so the baby said something along the lines of like, well, if like Lil Nas X can make the video that he made or something like that, then obviously, you know, I can make the statements that I made. So everybody was like, no, the two are not the same. Like the two are not comparable, right? Um, and so that is where we are in today's pop culture, Dice. You are now caught up. <laughs> well, and let me just add on. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not, Dice, but on the tail end of what Jordan said about Lil Nas X getting in it, he also kind of has been a hot topic because a lot of people are not happy with his latest industry baby music video. Never mind the fact that he said days before it came out that he was like, I'm giving y'all a warning. This is not for your children. People still, when the video came out, chose to write this whole narrative about how it's not, um, how it's not cool to 
uh, I guess, you know, romanticize or put a fetish on being in prison and it's not cool to make it seem like being gay is cool. Now, there's so much that's like ignorant about both of those statements. I'm not even going to go there. But secondly, he didn't told y'all it wasn't for your kids. Yet your complaint is that this isn't good for the kids. That let me know y'all just looking to have something to complain about. But um, that's also something to kind of give you time to think about. It's a lot of information, but the streets just have been hot, honey. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm actually glad now that I didn't know half of this because this is too much. I'm, like literally I was like okay I knew about Rolling Loud but what I knew about Rolling Loud was like the whole COVID thing <laughs> like, uh-huh. so I was like oh you talking about some else but see it's like, I don't, I'm just I be in my own world because I was on Facebook and I do have a lot of um, friends that are in the LGBTQ plus um, community on my Facebook or whatever and I saw one guy I knew and he posted something about sucking dick in the parking lot and I was like now he be wild in general so I was just like, oh, he just being wild because he was like, yeah, I, I'm sucking dick in the parking lot all summer or something like that. And I didn't know what the reference was or what he was talking about. <laughs> but now I'm laughing because now I know like, okay, that's what he meant by saying that. Um, but nevertheless, hilarious. Um, yeah, I just feel like, I don't know why anybody doesn't know this by now, but anytime you say something that goes against that community, specifically the LGBTQ plus community, it's career suicide. I, I, I don't know why you do it. I mean, just why? I, I get that we have freedom of speech. You have a right to your opinion. Um, but I just don't know why as an artist, and, and especially as a successful artist, because, you know, baby's doing pretty well for himself. I just don't know why you would take that kind of chance. Like, why is it that? Serious? And then furthermore, that's very specific. Is, is, is that just me? Like, I'm like, that's a very specific no, thing to it's say. it's not just you. It's very So I'm specific. like, was you doing that? Because I, I'm trying to understand where you get that from. Because that's not your typical, you know, thing that somebody mm-hmm. says when he's talking about something like that. Like, that's weird. Well, let me just say, my husband made a very good point. And I think I said this to Jordan when she sent me one of the posts from the shade room. He made a very good point. And he said, I'm not going to say what he said verbatim, but essentially he just said he ain't never seen this many straight men worried about what a gay man doing. And and I have to agree with him. Like for y'all to be so homophobic, so transphobic, you sure are worried about what transgender and gay bisexual people are doing it's it's quite interesting to me i mean it's just it's it gives me a lot of pause i'm not gonna lie because for you to be so bothered and so um i'm disgusted because those are the vibes that they give y'all sure talk about it and worry about it a lot um and like you said dice that was very specific of him to say you know like very very specific It, it wasn't a broad statement at all so 
I'm also a little curious, but no, I agree with you 100%. Anyone knows when you go down that rabbit hole, you were doing career suicide. He already was shaky for some people because of the whole association and affiliation with Tory Lanez thing. A lot of Meg's fans um, were really not feeling him after they did that song together. Then he had nerve to bring the boy out on stage. Then at some point, he played cash shit um, on stage. And Meg had performed prior to him now. Um, and then you go make that comment. It's like, sir, do you not care about your career? Because you are shooting it down very quickly. I think when it when it boils down to, to, ooh, sorry, to the baby and even Kanye West, I've seen a lot of people say that. Not a lot of people. I've seen one person say it, and I just say it a lot. But we do have to be careful who we make famous, right? And I feel like with all of the baby's responses to this backlash and him being so adamant about not apologizing and standing in and on what he said, it, it's given arrogant, you know, it's given invincible, it's given, you can't tell me nothing. Right. And those are the people that you have to vet properly before we just allow them in, give them our support, whether financial or, you know, communal before we give them our support and we put them on this pedestal to be representations of our culture and of our community. And so now here he is, who I'm sure is somebody who has a fan base across all different types of subcultures and populations of black, white, whatever you want to consider yourself to be of people. And you just offended a large group of them because you think you're invincible. You think despite how you speak about people, people love you for you. And granted, that may be true for some of your fans, but that's not true for all of them. And, and I think that's very like interesting. Another thing that I think is also interesting is to watch the celebrities who were in support of him so dice i don't know if you noticed but i mentioned the ones who spoke out in opposition and it's kind of like okay you know that that's a little on point for them makes sense but the ones who spoke up for him that shit made sense too and if i was the baby that would give me pause in the words of megan and i'd have to be like oh wait a minute mm -hmm. like if i turned around and seen Tory Lanez and T.I. on my team, I'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Let me let let me be quiet for a second because I, I really may have just <laughs> fucked up, right? The fact that Clifford Tip Harris got himself off mute on Instagram from Atlanta to speak up on this man's behalf. Sir, we did not forget that you two are going to jail. So you might want to sit this one out because we ain't forgot, okay? <laughs> cracking up. Yes, going straight to jail. Megan, I seen somebody he say he they say he responded to this quicker than he did the news by his own charges. We even okay. heard T.I. speak out by his own situation. Yeah, you want to ride in the car and give a little press conference about why you said what you said under a shade room post about the baby. Nigga, mind your business. Yeah. Literally, literally mind you? yours. And I, it's like, I mean, I swear to this, I have no brains. Why don't you just sit back and be quiet? Just be happy we ain't on you right now, okay? We was all for you for a little while. Now we back on you since you in it. Now we talking about you again. I How about that? all just go back in the house. <laughs> we about to be we about to be we about to be so so let me just say this whole situation raised a topic that is very fond and near and dear to our hearts because i know we have already had a um, an episode on this but then people started talking about cancel culture so tory lanes mentioned he was like so cancel culture is not real and essentially 
I remember my comments from that episode. I still agree with him, not because of Tory Lanez, but because what he said is true. Like, if you go back to our pattern and, and how we are as a community, people piss us off for the moment, but all it takes is a Donda release party or a new song, which is what baby did in the middle of all of this. He put out a new song, and I seen people underneath the comments, probably some of the same people that was either on mute or pissed, now talking about goat, 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 goat. Nigga, it's not hard for somebody to be in in, in, in media backlash and post a, a new music video. That That's not hard. That's not GOAT status to think of that strategy. You know what I'm saying? By this point, every average rapper's three-year-old probably is like, oh, daddy, they talking about you. You might want to release some music. Like, it, it's not hard. And so, um, Tory Lanez, he was just basically saying how cancel culture is not real. And I don't ever want to say that I agree with Tory Lanez, but on that, it is, because hence, this nigga was at Rolling Loud and still lives to tweet another day. Mm-hmm. Well, now, we, I think we all agreed on the episode that we as a community do have um, kind of a lack of discipline when it comes to really standing firm in the cancel culture when it's appropriate. Sometimes, you know, we can get mad over stupid stuff, but when it comes to the serious stuff, I... I feel like I remember us all agreeing that, like, yeah, we can't get it together. And I think one of the examples we used was um, R. Kelly. We were talking about how, like, I mean, you you still have people who, like, music aside, because I know separating the artist from the music is a big deal for some people. But music aside, there are still some people who, like, adamantly support him, even though we've got the proof that he did some terrible things like there are people who just support him the person um so i mean i agree with you child i don't don't know what we gonna do um i'm not gonna tell no lies on here and say that i did not want to go to the kanye listening party because i almost bought some tickets um but i didn't want to go alone and my husband had to work so i was just like oh i'm not gonna go but i mean i've always liked kanye's music now i just wasn't about to buy them clothes i'm gonna be real honest i'm not ever buying them clothes but i do like his music now megan i distinctively remember you telling me an episode not too far long ago when i was getting my phone runners and i noticed it This is in reference to clothing, but still you said you can't support Kanye because he said some detrimental things that harmed the black community and you needed him to apologize for that before you could support him again. So does does that not count for his music though? Oh, I thought I thought we were talking about the clothes, but I mean, no, you're right. If I said I mean, but it's it's still his it's still his, you know. That's true. I, that's true that's true it is hard for me when it comes to music because like i like what i like but no I, I did say that so i need to stand in it so maybe it's a good thing i ain't go but um he about the i told y'all like dr umar said you know welcome home you know he getting that divorce so i feel like he about to cross back on over into the promised land so you know he gonna he gonna make it up to us. This album might be his apology. Him getting Jay Z oh on the goodness. track might be his apology. I was streaming some of it live. I ain't gonna lie, but you know I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Not making a recovery from Kanye West music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just really like his music. So when I saw that he was doing something else, I was like, dang, this is kind of tempting my hand a little bit. But no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. It did sound good from the clip that I I heard on the shade room. But I think the one thing I just want to throw out there um his statements about slavery being a choice those are very detrimental and he has yet to go back and apologize yeah. for those things well they say he was and I don't I know some people don't believe it and some people do but now I heard that when he was on that whole press tour that he was like in the middle of kind of one of his psychotic 
breaks. Like, I heard, I heard he kind of was on a binge, like, during well, that, that whole I need him to say that. I need him to say that. I feel like, granted, Kanye West is one of those, like, private yet, for whatever reason, not very private people. It's like he's private, but then information about him always gets out, and I can't help but assume that he clears it. But anyway, um, say that. If that was the case, say that so that we understand. And then, haha, talk about mental health in the Black community. Like, like talk about that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But he doesn't. He, he just kind of let that comment slide. And to me, it's giving very much the baby. Like, because I am who I am, regardless, they're going to support yeah, yeah, he he knows that his people will always come back essentially, and you know, yeah, to an extent, that's the problem. Um, Dice, I was curious to know what you think about this whole um, Lil Nas like X thing. Like, how do you feel about it? Because I mean, you know, he ain't no stranger to speaking his mind. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I kind of agree with him. Like he's said over the past couple of days, like. They're not even upset. They're not even upset that he's gay. I think they're upset that he's gay and that he's not ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and more importantly, when it comes to these industry people, I think they're upset that he's like gay and that he's winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's outselling them. He's out earning them. And I feel like they don't know how to handle it. What do y'all think about that? To be honest, I haven't really thought much of it. Um, I probably one of the few people who don't pay him any attention, and, and it's nothing against him at all. Um, I don't have no problem with him. It's just I don't, I don't think about him when I think about like music I want to listen to. If that makes sense, like he just never crosses my mind. Like, what are we calling that little Nas X? Like, you know, like it just never happens for me. But I guess on a very surface level, um, yeah. From what I do know, I haven't watched because, like I said, y'all know I'd be out the loop. I haven't watched the video. I've seen little snippets. I've definitely heard all about the new video. I mean that. That was even for me that was not escapable somebody was gonna tell me um i haven't watched it but i wasn't even surprised just from like the little images i've seen from what people sounds like okay this is not shocking this is the same guy who slid down a stripper pole to hell and sat on satan's lap like i mean i just don't know <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like i don't know what y'all expect at this point like yeah. i think for me <laughs> i don't i think people need to understand that if you have children, that's your responsibility and nobody else's. So you can't shift blame to an artist or to anybody else when at the end of the day, you are the parent. So you make that choice. Um, I don't think that he or any other artist or anybody in, in that in that realm needs to be thinking about, oh, what about the kids when they make something? Because they're not a child. They're not making child content. I mean, the only person who does that is what, Jojo Siwa? Like, other than that, no other grown person out here that I can think of is making child-related content on that level, right? So I just think people, like you said, Meg, it could simply be that there's jealousy there, um, you know, and then a lot of people are just legit just uncomfortable with the fact that the man is gay. I mean, <laughs> that's just it. There's a lot of bias, um, and I think people have to learn how to overcome their own bias and, and recognize their own faults within themselves and say, like, why does this bother me? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you can't take that time to ask yourself why you're so bothered by what somebody else chooses to do, you know, you got some work to do. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, I just feel like with anything in life, if you don't like it or if it bothers you, 
just don't pay attention to it. Like, just remove yourself. And I just, I don't know, it's weird. For me, all that kind of stuff is weird. Like, people who claim that they can't stand Black people but are always in Black folks' business. I don't understand why you're not removed from it. People who claim they don't, you know, support or don't like or aren't comfortable around um, anyone in the LGBTQ plus communities issues. Then I don't understand why you're always speaking on it. Like, if you know your comfort zone, then stay in your lane. But I can't quite figure out why people always somehow manage to ease their way back into the very thing that they say they can't stand. I, I just, I, I, it'll never make sense to me. So, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, Dice. I don't listen to him either. Um, I only know three songs. <laughs> but Girl, you and me both, really. Like, know three that's songs. It. But I also have One a, of them is Old Town Road, so. I also have a problem with, like, um... I like what I like, so sometimes I'm very late to like catching new artists. Oh, yeah. To be honest, oh yeah. Um, but he's such a phenomenon to where it's like you, even without knowing his music, you just know that he's like at the top of his game right now. And I think that a lot yeah. of people have a a huge problem with that. And and I just want to point out because I'm sure Jordan wants to jump in. I just want to point out that like the same critique that people have for them being um, a bunch of men being naked in his music video. I didn't see, and I saw someone make this comparison and I thought very good job. Um, I didn't see that critique for the WAP video. What was it WAP or was it, um, or was it up? I don't know. Whichever video Cardi did within the past year or so where the women were naked. I didn't see that same critique. So it's like, you know, be consistent. I, I don't like selective outrage at all. Um, that's like, and that just goes to show that people are homophobic because it's like, oh, so when you think it's gay men, it's a problem. But when it was straight women, it was okay for you to lust after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's always been the argument, right? Especially for uh, gay men is that, you know, when we do it, when you see two men kissing on TV or when you see two men kissing at the awards, just whenever you see two men doing what, society is used to women doing, then one is icky and one is sexual, right? One is bad and one is fantasy. Um, and, and that is just, that is the way of the world right now, especially of America. I'm not sure about other countries and, you know, what they're used to seeing depicted, but it's very interesting. I personally love Lil Nas X. I am in the same boat as y'all where I only know about three songs from him probably only have one on my phone, but that does not make me love him any less. Um, I think he is just so cute. I think he's so young and he does troll very well. And I quite admire his skills of trolling like the entire net, like the entire web. He trolls the whole shit, right? Um, and I really do enjoy that. And I like to see him win it because you can tell he's just young and having fun with it. And he's not at the point where he takes himself so seriously like the rest of these dudes do that he feels like he is beyond, I don't want to say other people's opinions of him, but like he's beyond disappointing other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he I think he's still just in tune with like his humanity is that even a word but humanity whoo yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you get tired you just make it up but yeah no I feel like he's still like very in tune with like he's just down to earth and that's very refreshing in music right now because as we just listed with the other two examples hell throw Tory Lanez in there too like there's just so many celebrities who are just out of this world and living in their own universes in their own heads that it is just exhausting it is very exhausting so for me to even have this one little like 
brief moment of reprieve from Lil Nas X trolling the whole World Wide Web, I'll take it. Like, I- I'll take it. And if case in point, right before we hopped on here, he had posted something about the um, Industry Baby video being uncensored on YouTube. And it's like, you know, you can't post the uncensored video of men dancing in the shower on YouTube. Like, YouTube's just not going to allow that kind of nudity. <laughs> you know, like, has nothing to do with homosexuality. But I thought that was so funny because it's like, this man is just trolling right now because of everything that's going on with the baby and rolling loud and all that good stuff. So I think he's do a good y'all, time. Do y'all miss like the days? Because I know I do, and it could just be me, but I like low key miss the days where people just kind of kept like their opinions to themselves. Like, especially celebrities like there there was a time and i mean for those of you who are really young you may not know this but there was a time where we didn't know what celebrities were doing like legit had no clue we didn't know what they thought we didn't know what they were doing we knew nothing about them we had to wait until they did like one of those e live type things like behind the scenes or whatever that shit was called but there used to be like a show dedicated to like each celebrity and that's the only time you would really hear about like their history or if they did like a I'm, I'm showing my age, but they did like a magazine, you know, spread or whatever. They might say a little, a little something. And even then, they wasn't really giving you much. Like the best example of this is Beyonce because she still does it. So Beyonce is definitely one of those artists that transitioned from that era of like, we don't talk about our lives on public to like, okay, I kind of do, but I'm still not telling y'all. Um, so Beyonce is the best example of how all celebrities used to be. And I think like because of the era that we're in and with social media and like, all of the oversharing that goes on. I feel like celebrities now have adopted that culture and it's like, everybody's kind of standing up and it's like, who's with me? And it's like, not, no, <laughs> like put your hand down. <laughs> like nobody's with you. We didn't ask you to do that. You know, like there's getting out of control. Like just please go back in the house. I want us to go back in the house. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely like um, showing their true colors. And it's like, you have a whole PR team, use them. You know what I'm saying? Don't use them after the fact, use them before the fact. Right. And I'm glad you said that Jordan. Cause I'm like, who on uh, the baby's team approved these messages? You know, they aren't like nigga holding the phone just like this when he talking, like, you know, this is something he doing executive decision. He made just now from his bed. I'm like, there's no way your publicist was like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Put that out there. That's such a good point. Like, can y'all imagine how overworked and overstressed publicists of today probably are. Like, I don't know that I could do, I probably would do it, but I'd be like, no, you have to pay me double because nowadays y'all don't listen. Y'all just do what the hell y'all want to do and say what the hell y'all want to say. And I have to come up with how to fix it. Once upon a time, you used to kind of move according to the way your publicist advised you. Now it's more so like um, 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 crisis management. Like you could say anything at any mm-hmm. point in time, and I've got to be able to magically come up with a way to fix this, so, make it go away. Child, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to be a publicist in today's time because the stress. Like a publicist and a therapist today is probably the two hardest jobs in America, aside from anybody in the medical field. Now, amen to that therapist part for sure. <laughs> like, woo, Jesus! I know y'all going through because that's a lot. Amen to the therapy. I'm telling you right now. But... And pretty soon, flight attendants about to be on the list because y'all, y'all just giving up people a run for their money these days. Y'all acting a fool on these planes. Girl, it's too much risk to be a flight attendant for y'all to be up there showing your ass the way you do. These people already voluntarily fly all day long knowing America and other countries are prone to who knows what in the skies. Yeah, you got the nerve to hop up there and be wanting to cuss at them, show out, fight, 
and argue all over a seat in row 22F. Chill. Go or sit you down. to open the door for yeah, an like hour do it. flight, for an hour, 15 minute flight, usually. Don't even be no long trip. Like, when I tell you I'll be the main flight attendant, like, they don't pay me enough for this shit, that would be me every day. Get your own pretzels. And let me I'm tell y'all, they don't, they don't make no good money. No, yeah, they don't. Y'all Why do you think the, they the like perk is traveling? Free. Yeah, mm-hmm. the perk is traveling. Yeah, they don't make, and then oh, and I might, might I add the only reason why I know this because a long time ago I did an interview to be a flight attendant. I know that's hilarious, but a long time ago, but I found out all the tea. It was a major airline, um, and they were saying that you know the pay they, they told you to pay, which at the time was low, and this was like. 2014-ish when I was doing this venture in my life. Um, and I remember the pay only being like equating to maybe like 11 or $12 an hour, like something around there. And then don't even get your hopes up about that because it depends on how many like flight hours and flight hours are calculated differently. So the only time you're considered on the clock is when the plane doors open and the plane doors close. Um, also, you as a new flight attendant, you're only flying domestic. So unless you get lucky and somebody gets sick, <laughs> And they can't do it. And you're like the next on the list. Other than that, you're flying domestic. And sometimes you can't mm-hmm. even like, if you get lucky and go international, you can't even go and enjoy anything yeah. um, because of your schedule sometimes. So I'm just like, I just don't know if it's always cracked up to be, but that's what I know about that career. And I did not get that job. And I'm very grateful. Girl, I learned, like you said, a few years ago, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Once I started getting some friends who started getting into it, um, and that's when I was like, dang, this is why they all, like, it'd be like six of them sharing an apartment. Like, aside from the fact they never be home long enough, it's like, dang, y'all can't afford no individual place. And what they paying y'all, child, not me. No, that pay is shameful. I will tell y'all a fun fact. If I wasn't, like, married and just used to being in America, which I have no problem with traveling, I came across a TikTok series the other day that really made me be like, where was this six years ago? Um, A girl, a black girl who's an au pair in Italy. I was like, what? This used to be my dream once upon a time. Y'all remember that movie, Au Pair? Y'all remember that movie with the white lady? Um, And she was au pair for these two, these two kids. Y'all remember that movie? With Scarlett Johansson? And she was oh, like, uh, "Oh my god, was that the nanny? No, that's <laughs> not the nanny." I think I've ever seen it, man. It's got. Hold on, I'm. A, I'm. A, if y'all, okay, I'm just flat out ask, what exactly is an au pair? Is that like, like a living nanny? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like a living nanny over there, but they don't always live with the family. Like this black girl on TikTok, um, her host family pays for her to have her own apartment, and um she's only like part-time like she only like has to hang out with the kid like when she gets out of school but she's still getting like paid and she travels on the weekends and does she know italian because that is where i would not get the job no you know what's so funny (laughs) is she doesn't and she even said on tiktok like that was the one part that she didn't think through but she said that she gets by with like knowing simple phrases and i'm assuming that the family knows english though but as far as like getting around the city she's in she was like knowing simple phrases will go a long way i know y'all didn't ask for that information but when you said flight attendant i started thinking about the au pair video (laughs) 
No, I appreciate it. I mean, I just hope that, you know, since the time I interviewed for be a flight attendant, I hope the pay has, has increased since then. But I have the feeling that it probably hasn't changed much because of all that's going on. And then people just leaving in droves at this point. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm concerned that some of these airlines ain't going to be in business in the next year because the way these people leaving them, I'm like, y'all not going to have nobody to, to operate y'all's, you know, well, and facilities. And with this new um, Delta variant situation, um, I hate to say it, but we'll probably at some point go back into, um, you know, a time where travel really isn't that popular or either they'll go back to like the skipping every other seat stuff, which I'm sure they hated, but I don't know. It might be Rocky Roads coming up again soon. I know that at one point in time last year, um, it seemed like a lot of people were quitting. We were like, I'm not a flight attendant anymore, but just because they weren't working. Yeah, it's it's just getting sketchy out here. I just, I just want all y'all, you know, all our listeners, I want y'all to be careful. You know, please take this virus seriously. I, I, I know that y'all see people out here rolling loud and all these other fun things. And I know we all want to be outside. Um, but, you know, it's just not, we're not ready. <laughs> we're not ready. Then people that rolling loud got sick. A lot of them got COVID. Like, y'all need to really be careful and, and choose your events and your outings as, as wisely as possible. I'm not saying you got to never go anywhere, but just be careful. Vaccinated, unvaccinated your business i just want y'all to be careful and start using your head because y'all taking too many risks i was shocked to see that honestly i guess it just didn't occur to me but like i was shocked to see that people were still going like it never occurred to me to go to rolling loud because it was like no we're still in a pandemic but i guess those people temporarily forgot I think because, and we discussed this like offline, but I think once the vaccine came out, like initially about the beginning of the year, roughly is when it came out, I think everybody or most people had this mindset of, oh, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just go get this and we're done. It's over. I can walk around, do whatever I want to do. But then what nobody was expecting was this variant to come through, you know? Um, and so now it's like, what do you mean? Like, we're not, we shouldn't be going. Like, we should be going back. Like, no, I got the vaccine. It's all good. And we're, you know, No, you just need to stay home. <laughs> Like, do your best to stay home or be in small groups, social distance. Like, I just think people's mindset, you know, and then plus, as we all know, um, they were saying like the vaccination rate, you know, is going down. Like a lot of people are opting out. They're not getting it. And I'm just like, that's your choice. But at the end of the day, like what's scary is this is not the same COVID from 2020. So I, I just want that to be known. Like. That one in 2020, literally, I read an article, y'all, this is a tangent, but I read an article that said that that variant was the alpha variant, and it used to take up to 15 minutes for it to spread, whereas the delta variant can take like 15 seconds. Going down the fucking alphabet, like alpha, (laughs) delta, (laughs) what's next, gamma, like... Gamma's already out there, girl. It's already out there. And I'll be honest with you. I'm about to work from home. I was just going to say, Jordan, you could go ahead. Dice, I ain't telling your business, but see, Dice is safe because she already works from home. (laughs) I'm about to find me a work from home job. I'm not telling you no lie because I don't know that I can mentally, like, it's no secret that I work in education. I don't know if I could go through another school year where we're doing this half home, half in the building stuff. Like, I'm just going to have to call it. I'm gonna yeah. stay home. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, it's a lot. I know this is selfish of me, but I just pray we don't shut down before I'm able to get a little trip in. Cause I need, I need a vacation. Like what? I have been. Said the same thing. He was like, 
Man, I'm trying to go on an anniversary trip. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I have worked literally nonstop since 2020, like since the first round of COVID. And what I was going to say earlier is I kind of feel like this is just me from personal experiences, but I feel like the first COVID that America was actually like made hip to and aware of, I don't feel like that was the alpha strand. I really don't. Um, if they're saying that this is Delta, what alphabet again, but Delta Epsilon, like I, I feel like we about to be on the next one. You know what I'm saying? If we're going down the Greek alphabet with it, because um, I just know there were a lot of people who got sick, like in that December or like November area before we actually like admitted that COVID was in the U.S. And I feel like as someone who did get sick then, but I am vaccinated and healed now. Um, <laughs> what I had was not the same as what some of the people who actually got COVID when they were calling it COVID experience. And I know what I had was something that wasn't the flu, like what the doctors were telling me. So it's, it, who's really to say, you know, like what strain of this thing that we're really on is my overall point. Um, but going back to my, what I started out by saying, your girl need a break. Cause I've been in the office or in and out of the office, working hybrid, remote, whatever the hell you want to call it. It ain't been no damn vacation since this shit started. And I am stressed for, for my people. Yes. For my people who have been on go nonstop, like have not had a break, you know, a down moment aside from the holidays that are in the calendar. And so you may get a little three day weekend here and there. I am right here with y'all. I know we are on the brink, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. I don't know. We are just on the brink, but I'm here with you. Just hold on, hold on. Um, mental health is important, y'all. Yes. You will get to that Self-care. beach soon. You will get to that <laughs> beach soon. Let's not turn it out if they close these borders down before we get to a beach. We're going to be okay. But no, it's it's so yeah, crazy. I'm with you. I, I really would love to just go on a trip. Um, and probably not take my phone just for like, oh, that's right, just for like a week. I'll take a week and then we could be in the house, but it's, it's I definitely just miss stressful. like how easy it used to be to go on a trip, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like now, like with me and my husband, it's like we be wanting to go somewhere so bad, especially like out of the country, and I'm like. I don't even know if it's worth it because you could still catch COVID and you can't come back. Then you got to work. Then you, it's a nightmare. Like, I'm like, just stay home. Like it's, it's just, it's it's too stressful now. Five tests, depending on what country you're going to Mm -hmm. just to freaking get in. Then take more tests when you do get in, then take tests to leave. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not an anxious person. Like I'm really not an anxious person, but the thought of all these different like new steps that you have to take, makes me anxious like i feel like the whole trip i would borderline be thinking about like my god i hope neither one of us test positive trying to get back yeah, on the plane to you go know home. like it's an another layer of stress yeah. and i feel like you know planning a trip depending on how extensive it is that can be a little stressful in and of itself and so then it's like now you're adding this on top of it it's like oh my goodness so anyways but i feel you though i feel you jordan because i know i got like two trips on the books one is in <laughs> august another one is in october they're both domestic <laughs> I'm like, hopefully these both go down. Mm-hmm. I feel like August will probably happen. October, questionable. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, these are all small gatherings, but nevertheless, yeah, just just to have something to do. But I just want to say again, you guys, it's really, really, really important to have self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that just be you taking a nap, you sitting outside, you going for a walk um, or whatever it is that you, you know, do that brings you some sort of joy and some sort of happiness. Like do not underestimate it. Even if it's just five or 10 minutes a day, please do something for yourself. 
Amen to that. I need to practice that more often. Yeah. Child, and shout out to everybody in our age group who has been practicing self-care to the extreme by quitting these jobs. I see y'all out here. <laughs> Keep doing what y'all doing because My heroes. My heroes. <laughs> I know, right? Like every day on Twitter I see like a thread of like 30 new people who are like, you know, I gotta protect me. And so I quit that job. I know today. that's right. I, like, I just think it's funny. It. I feel like it's just like the, the sweetest revenge. Like all these years you spend trying to bend your back to these companies and we're finally giving them a taste of their own medicine. It's like, yeah, nope. See you. Y'all won't pay me. Bye. Nope. Y'all. No health care. Okay, bye. Not not the I mean, y'all don't even know who this person is, but my cousin um just quit their job and they were talking to me and my brother not too long ago trying to convince us to, to quit arts. And y'all should have seen me <laughs> just in face like, nah, that's good for you. Like, I may be tired today, but I'm be hungry tonight. Like, right. I would say, man who don't work but, won't eat. And I want to eat. So. <laughs> but kudos, friend. You let me know how it worked out. Because if you are a success, then I may be there. But let me just see. Oh, that was so funny. Man, I found me a really lucrative side hustle on TikTok today that I will tell y'all about offline. But depending on how will it go, I might be a fighter too. Who knows? <laughs> I also want to say that I've noticed, because I just started a new job, but I noticed that um, now people are a lot more comfortable saying that they have a side hustle. Like I remember when I first started working like corporate jobs, you would never talk about doing anything outside of work, like to make money. You know what I'm saying? And so now I've seen it so many times since I've started this job where people are like, oh yeah, I own a such and such boutique on the side or, oh, I have my own consulting business. And I'm like, oh, y'all just putting that out here, huh? <laughs> like, okay. It was almost taboo if you think about it mm-hmm. to like mention that you earned money outside of that job you know it yes. almost is like grounds for potentially putting yeah, you your, your job, job in jeopardy like what mm-hmm. why are you talking some about places another had that place they had but... policies like that mm-hmm. so yeah but i think now people are kind of like because everything's so unstable they're like i don't have a choice but to have some kind of backup you well, know? And so, supply yeah. and demand at the end of the day we're kind of in a stage where these companies these school districts these everything these stores we're in a time where really they need us more than we need them like don't get me wrong like you know like i said everybody has to work to like have money you know a place to live food to eat but the reality is like these places in order to stay up and running they really need us so it's like places are a lot more tolerable honestly so i think that's a part of it too that's true. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, work culture. Ooh, I'm talking about my mama. Work culture has just changed. Like, as a result of quarantine and COVID, so many things about the office dynamic has changed. So, yeah, I think I had told Jordan or Dice, one of y'all, the other day that, like, I've never in my life seen this much talk around, like, social emotional learning, self care, mental health awareness in different workplaces. I've never in my life seen it. And, like, I, I, we're only in our 20s here but still like i've worked since i was 16 um, <laughs> uh, girl you you're, you're 30 you're you're, <laughs> you're barely in that group okay i, I don't even know if they accept you yet you're, you're not even in your girl, they, 30s they accept you with open arms when you turn 30 they be wanting people to come in there you're not shit. even in your 30s you're 30 I, right? when i was 29 people was like oh so you 30 i was like damn no 29 yeah, you're, still, you're still in the young club okay yeah, they, they send like, out the membership early for the 
30 club. You're still in the young club in my mind. Okay. I I, I do want to say, because I don't want to forget since we were talking about self-care, there is an app, a meditation app called Balance, and it is currently free for a year due Ooh, to everything that's going on in the world. So I, I highly recommend it. I think it's on both platforms, iOS and Android. So again, that's called Balance. Um, I've used it for like about a week now, and I, I will say I think it's good. I do like three minute meditations every day. Um, but you can kind of choose. But anyways, I just want to let y'all know, put y'all up on that in case y'all really were getting serious about your self-care. Netflix also has like a, a meditation or mental health uh, program that you can watch. And basically it's interactive because they have a couple interactive shows, quote unquote. But with this one, you just tell them what you're there for, whether it's to sleep, and whether it's anxiety, um, anything. You just kind of tell them is what it the is. Is that the Headspace one? I think so. Is that so. called Headspace? Yeah. And okay. then it has like a whole little like meditation scenario that it sends you through so if you have netflix then you also have um an app on your uh on your account you also have a, a meditation style look, app. look at us putting up putting y'all on game y'all better take some of this free self-care i know right and y'all can before always... somebody tries to market it and package it and sell it to you so you know that's what's coming <laughs> and you know another good form of self-care that you guys can also do you can also um go back to the beginning it was i think a year and one day ago that we put out our very first episode of not your average black girls so you know that's also self-care you can go back to the beginning and listen to all <laughs> well, I of need our to do that episodes myself. because i think they're a great little listen y'all do that as well Plug y'all can suckers. see our progression because i know we've grown a lot in that time frame i know, I know. right i can't wait till we blow up you know how she said on, on BAPS? Blow, like, up. blow up. Blow up. Can't right. wait. This was cute, y'all. Yes, this was a good conversation. I think a really good way to kind of end out, you know, this season. I do want to say thank you all so much for rocking with us, you know, because we rocking with Mark because Mark is rocking with us. If y'all, that's a TikTok reference. <laughs> anyway, um, y'all, I love you some TikTok lately. It's been great, but. Nonetheless, this has been great as well. This conversation was amazing. Thank y'all for being here with us for another season of the NYABGs. We plan on coming back at you with another season with more great content, more great conversations. And we just ask that you tell your friends to go listen. Like Meg said, start from season one, episode one. We got tons for you to listen to. So, all right, y'all. We'll catch y'all later. Oh, let me, no, let me also say, you know, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time a new episode airs. We also invite you to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, and that is the at sign, NYABGpod. Also, you can visit our website at NYABGpodcast.com. Until next time, guys, have a great time, great day. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.